then have you lost your mind? And we've dealt with several areas where Christians and sinners alike, we, we have these thoughts and opinions of things that make us look silly, uh, especially before God, because we don't realize that God is working together for our good. And today, the title is, Have You Lost Your Mind? Who Am I? There are so many people that don't realize who they are. During, I believe it was the offering, when the offering was being taken up, I was just sort of looking at you. And every now and then I'm just, I start staring at you. And I just try, try to find individual faces. And I wish you could have seen through my eyes what I was seeing. If we'd have had the camera in my eyes and it was scanning up on the screen, you'd have probably been laughing because some of you were sitting there like this. Others were, you know, you had a clueless look on your face. And other people just, you know, and I began to think of this title, Who Am I? We have, we don't realize. And the Holy Spirit began whispering in my ears saying, those are the children of God. Well, sometimes we don't look like the children of God, do we? I mean, to be a child of God, you are a powder keg of power. You are the promise in the earth, light and salt. And again, if you could see what I saw, it tells me this. You don't realize who you are. You don't understand your purpose. I mean, if you fully realize what and who you were, you would be looking at the devil saying, how dare you mess with me? Do you understand who you're messing with? I'm a child of God. What were you thinking? Instead, we just sort of stare off in a blank, blank space clueless as to what's going on because we're so consumed with our personal lives. And we think that when things happen to us, they're happening to us. It's me. How could they do this to me? Do you realize that most sins, and I mean even especially some of the most heinous sins that have ever been, ever been committed to you, it wasn't personal. Oh, preacher, it sure feels personal. You don't know. It's not personal. And here's what I mean. When you're a victim of a sin or an injustice, you just got in the way. It's like that Godfather thing. It's not personal. It's business. And whose business is it? It's Satan's business to try to break God's heart. It's Satan's business to try to disappoint God. And the only way he can do that is through humanity. Fallen man with all of our flaws and all of our problems and our attitudes, which when we think good things, great things happen. When we think bad things, bad things happen. We have incredible power even in our thought life, in our posturing, in the things we choose to believe and the things that we choose not to believe. And that's the only way the devil can get to God is through you. So when you have been a victim of injustice, you've just gotten away. That's all. That's all it is. You got in the crossfire because the devil is taking shots at God himself. And if he can get you to question your father, then that breaks God's heart. And that's his way of trying to hurt God. It's through us. So if we see sin as just us getting in the way of the devil's assault on God to try to hurt him, we can remove ourselves from that and say, what did you say? Do you understand what you're doing? You're just making things harder for yourself. And then you give it to God and let God be your vindicator. Let him take care of that problem, and he certainly will. So we need to realize who we really are. Let's look at some scriptures. Luke chapter 10, verses 10 and 19. I'm going to go through these pretty quick. I've given you authority, Jesus is saying, to trample on snakes 
and scorpions. And this is physical and non-physical. This is spiritual and physical. And to overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. Boy, do you understand who you are? That's Jesus talking to you. John chapter 1 and verse 12. Yet to all who did receive him, Jesus, to those who believed in his name, Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. Again, I'm looking at you saying children of God, child of God, child of God. Wow, that's amazing. You ought to be sitting up. It ought to be this right here. You ought to be ready to go. You are a powerhouse. I mean, this is an exciting thing to be a child of God. And it's not just the, the, the superstars in the kingdom. You are the superstar in the kingdom. You're the children of God. What an incredible, an incredible heritage that you have. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 13. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. So we feel like the tail a lot, don't we? It's not personal. You're just in the way. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commandments of the Lord, your God, that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. Is that good? That's awesome. That, that gets me excited. Now let's continue. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13. I can do all things. I can do this all through him who gives me strength. That's Paul talking. In his place as a child of God. Paul is not on a higher level than you are. Not. You, uh, you have attained redemption just like Paul did. And you stand with him. I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. Romans 8, chapter 37 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. My dad used to tell a story about Muhammad Ali. He said Muhammad Ali is a champion. But his wife is more than a conqueror. He said because they give him uh, the check that he won of the fight, and then his wife cashes it. So that makes her more than a conqueror, okay? (laughs) You are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves you very, very much. Here's the number one problem among today's youth, okay? Number one problem, you ought to know this by now, low self-esteem. It's not drugs. It's not sex. It's not all those other things. It's low self-esteem. And everybody knows that all adult conflicts are nothing more than unresolved youth conflicts. You didn't fix it when you were a kid, so you carried it into adulthood. It didn't go away. It's not like a fingernail or something that got... No, it stays with you unless you resolve it. So adults' major problem in this day and age is still self-esteem, low self-esteem. We don't understand who we are. Millions of youth carry this unresolved conflict into adulthood. And here's what it does. It causes dysfunction, emotional dysfunction. It causes us to act the way we're not supposed to act. It causes us to think the things we're not supposed to think. It causes us to live a perverted life of God's purpose for us, not realizing who you are. It also causes marital problems. This low self-esteem, were you talking about me? I thought you were talking about me. It looked like when I walked in, you were talking about me. Who was that on the phone? Uh-huh. Who was that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just asking you. It's low self-esteem. Constantly thinking you're the tail and not the head. Are you with me today? You walk up, someone starts talking, stops talking, say, "Well, you do what was it? Low self-esteem, not confidence, not power, not authority. We're worried about everything and, and everybody. It causes problems, not realizing who you are. It also causes family conflicts. Lots of family conflicts can be rooted back to low self-esteem. People not understanding that they are children of God. 
People not understanding they are a source of power, love, and a sound mind. Not fear and dread and worry. It also causes a lack of production in the workplace. This is a major problem in our economy. People work and they, they, they do just what's expected of them and not one ounce more. That's all I'm doing. I, I, you know, well, the day's not over. Well, they've got, they've got the day's worth out of me. I'm not going to pick that up. I'm not going to do that. It causes lack of production when you don't realize that you are a producing, creative child of God. When, a, an, employer, when an employer hires a Christian, wow. I think you ought to go out and find Christians and hire them. I do, because they are children of God. If you want God's blessings, hire God's children. Doesn't that make sense? Does God bless his children? Yes. Does God bless whatever they put their hand to? Yes, he does. And if people realize who they are, there's nothing they can't accomplish. Biblical ignorance is another thing that that low self-esteem causes. Well, I tried. Doesn't matter. You know, I, I prayed. God didn't come down on a chariot and answer me and talk to me face to face. Come on, friend. Biblical ignorance is one of the the byproducts of not knowing who you are because you don't know God. Spiritual impotence is another area. Lack of power. Would you pray for me? No, I'm afraid to pray. I don't want to do that. Well, would you just call the preacher? Come on, friend. We need to be potent. We need to be powerful. If you're there, it's just as good as me being there. You have the same authority, the same power as any pastor does. You lay your hands on somebody, you anoint them with oil, you pray for them, you lift them up, you speak a word of kindness and, and, and positive words into their life, that's God's blessings. You don't have to go chase down your priest, pastor, or anything, or, or prophet. You are God's child, and he speaks to you. you. The Bible calls you an ambassador of Christ, and when an ambassador speaks, people listen. Here's another area, missed opportunities for Christ. This is what bothers me the most about so many Christians. They have opportunities to make a difference and change their world. And they miss these incredible opportunities. These divine appointments that God places right at your feet. To be his representative. To touch and change lives and to change environment. But the Christian who has low self-esteem doesn't realize who they are. So they remain mute. They keep quiet because they don't want to upset any apple carts. They're just afraid. They're incompetent. They're unlearned. They're novice in God's word and his power, not understanding who they are. And Satan is a craftsman at making you feel insignificant. It's what he wants to do in your life. Satan wants to make you feel like you don't don't really matter. You're just one of those average, you know, trying to make it through life, hope you make it to heaven, but, you know, just keep your mouth shut because they're smarter than you. Come on, friend. You are a child of God. You are an agent of change. You are salt. You are light. You are powerful. Realize who you are. Understand that in critical moments, people know you're a Christian. They're watching you. They not, may, may not be giving you a full facial, but they are aware of your posture. They want to see how you're reacting while you're in crisis. And while you are a powder keg of potential, This is who you are. You are a force to be reckoned with. You have the faith of Paul. God didn't give Paul more faith than he gave you or me. We have that same potential to walk around with the faith of Paul. We also have the same grace to be walking around with the influence of a Daniel. God has given you power. He's given you authority. He speaks to you. God has also planted inside of you the leadership of a Moses. Oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to. You don't realize 
God had to tell Moses, Moses, stop complaining to me and lift up your rod and see God's power. You have that same potential inside of you. I'm trying my best to wake up the church. I really am. And I don't have to be talking to deacons and elders and, 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 and potential ministry candidates. I'm talking to you, the most powerful of us all. The ones the devil doesn't expect to see it coming from. If congregations would rise up and walk in the power and the authority that God has placed in them, there's nothing we could not do. You'd be shocked at the influence that we'd have in our communities. You have also been blessed with the fighting spirit of a Joshua. There's some people that get all excited about a game. Hey, I'm a big sports fan, okay? Don't mistake that. I love, I love the, the, the spirit of competition. And when I, whether I'm playing checkers or anything else, sorry, uh, wahoo, battle, it doesn't matter. I want to win whatever I'm doing, okay? But some people, they just, it's like they don't care, whatever, I'm afraid I'm going to lose. Come on now. You, God's giving you the fighting spirit of Joshua. And Joshua took the promised land. You are God's child. Let's look back at Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. The Spirit himself, the Holy Spirit, testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are also God's heirs. Does everybody know what an heir is? Doesn't, doesn't an heir receive benefits? Okay, heirs of God... And co-heirs with Christ. And if indeed we share in his sufferings. In order that we may also share in his glory. Now these aren't good thoughts. This is truth. God has already spoke that over you. It's the truth. And if the truth will set you free. The truth will also make you powerful. I want everybody to repeat this with me. You ready? Repeat this. I am a force. To be reckoned with. For good. Amen. We need to understand. That there are a lot of opportunities. That God places before us. Families. Family members. Friends. Neighbors. Did you realize that sometimes a friend or neighbor. If they would see you smile. I, I, I'm aware. If, I, if I'm out in the yard. Doing things that I can't stand the most. Which is weed eating. How many of you guys just love weed eating? Hey, brother, you're hired. <laughs> I was wondering if I'd raise their I can't stand it. It hurts my back. I've got to pull that thing around and do this number here and pull the pliers, get the, get the twine ready to go because you get over by the curve, it always cuts it, you know, and uh, it just drives me crazy. And when, they, when people drive by and I'm out there with the pliers and the, the wire cutters working that weed eater, I am <laughs> I'm not in a good mood. Never, never. But when a car passes by, everybody knows that's the parsonage. And they figure the old guy's probably the preacher, okay? And when they drive by, I just, hey, you know, hey. And I'm not being phony. I just know what people expect of a Christian, especially a pastor. You have an opportunity, even in your posture, to change people's lives. To give them hope. To make them wonder. There's a clip that I want to show. It's off the movie Schindler's List. And Liam Nielsen, who is playing this, this man, Schindler, he, he, if you haven't seen this movie, you ought to get it. How many of you have ever seen Schindler's List? And you'll be familiar with it. If you haven't seen this, this guy, he, he owns factories. 
and this is during World War II, while they're shipping people off to have them killed in the concentration camps. And Schindler's trying to save a lot of people by having them work in his factory. And if he can get them working, he can save their lives, these Jews. And here at the end of the movie, he's done a lot. He's done incredible stuff. This guy was an amazing man. But there toward the end, when he couldn't do anything else, he begins thinking of what more he could have done. Every dime that he had, he could have used to save lives. Jesse Gwen Robin. like that we're going to realize what we could have done with what we had and sometimes it would have not been a gold pin or a nice car it might have just been a smile it might have just been a good word in a tough moment it might have just been a hand on the shoulder with a simple phrase God loves you he's working together for your good how many missed opportunities children of God have we seen slip through our hands I want you this morning to open up your eyes and I want you to begin to believe in God's will and his plan for you the things he's already said over you that you've, you've read on the screen they're true and we're going to realize that in a very very real and powerful way when we look at God at the judgment seat of Christ and he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Now, you see the ladder 
That top rung is where I wanted you. But you made it right here. It was good. It was good. But I wish you'd have got to the top. Because there's people that needed you to take each step. Just like you needed someone to get to where you are. And it's at that moment that I believe that, as the Bible says, he will wipe away our tears. Oh, I believe there's going to be tears in heaven. Why, what would he be wiping away if they weren't there? And I believe he's going to wipe them away. He's going to say, well done. I'm proud of you if you're doing what you did. Here's something that's really good. There's still time. We're not there yet. You've got time to turn this around. Have I already told you you're a child of God? You've got the power to do it. And there's time. My friend, if you saw what I saw this morning, Israel again sending rocket, rocket attacks into Syria. What's going to happen there? Is Iran going to come in and attack Israel? If that happens, what are we going to do? If we attack them back, what's Russia going to do? What's China going to do? What's North Korea? We have no idea what may be around the corner. But right now, there's still time. And Satan's success needs your permission. He needs you to believe what he's telling you is true. He needs you to walk around thinking you're a victim of the world and the schedule. He needs you to think that you're just an average person, or some old Joe that's not really that, that powerful. Stop believing that. Satan is a liar, and he is the father of all lies. I'm going to remind you something in conclusion. You are the head and not the tail. You are more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And you are God's child. Children of God, stand with me, please. I want you to set your teeth on edge. I want you to lean forward into the wind. And I want you to remind the adversary of your soul that this is not over yet. There's still time. And you are a powerful person. And you're going to begin to exhibit that power in this environment that God has trusted you with. Do you agree? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these wonderful people. People that you have trusted with your salvation. People that you have created and breathed into them a living soul. Lord God, we're going to make the most of it. Every resource we have, every opportunity that presents itself, we're going to seize that moment. Because we refuse to be average nobodies. There's no such thing as a child of God that's average or a nobody. We are the head and not the tail. So we apologize. We repent to you for acting like the tail when we really, really are the head. Father, I pray, pray that you'd put a sense of that destiny inside of our spirit. And as Jeremiah said, it'll be a fire shut up within our bones. So that when we get our next opportunity, even if it's just to smile, we're going to do it. And we're going to make a difference for your kingdom wherever we are. In Jesus' name, amen.
Praise the Lord. You may be seated.